This is Gospel on the Ground, a podcast from Trinity Bible Church in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a collection of testimonies of Trinity members for Trinity members. And today's guests are Zach and Taylor Tracy. Zach, Taylor, thank you so much for coming in. I'm grateful for y'all. Uh, there was a, it's really windy outside. They're not going to know this when they're listening, but you guys braved the storm to come into the office to record this with us. So thanks for doing it. As I've just explained, and you guys already know, really what we're doing is just collecting people's stories, their testimonies from members of Trinity for the members of Trinity, essentially. Uh, testimonies are super encouraging, and it's fun just to hear what the Lord has been doing in different people's lives at different times. And and uh, I think you guys have an interesting story in the way that you uh, became Christians and how you met. One of you can start with just giving uh, your testimony. How did you become a Christian? I'll go first. Um I um, I always tell people when I'm giving my testimony that mine is not boring. What the Lord does is never boring, but I don't have this like big moment. And so I always am just kind of, I don't know, I just always let people know that first that I was just really fortunate and I'll never take that for granted. I was born into um, a family and the first Sunday of my existence, I went to church. That's awesome. Yeah. I was, I'm the same way. I was born on a Sunday and in church the next Sunday. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I actually went to the same church until we moved to Arizona a year ago, which right. is crazy. So I, yeah, really fortunate, born into a family that loved Jesus and um, prayed with me every day, prayed over me. We read all the time together. Um, I got baptized at nine years old. I will say that my first church, the people there are a huge part of my testimony. They poured into me before I was even born. They were praying over my parents before they were even married. Um, and I can't do, I, I can't say my testimony without giving them the credit yeah. um, where credit is due. Obviously the Holy Spirit was working in yeah. all of them. Too. Humanly speaking. Yeah. yeah, we get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is, um, is this Cornerstone? Yes, Cornerstone Christian Church in Medford, Oregon. Yeah. Um, super small church. My grandpa was a pastor there, so I got baptized at nine and he's the, the pastor who baptized me, which is really special. And I will, I can confidently say that at that point in my life, I knew God, not only as someone that we went to church to, to worship, but as my creator and savior. Um, and yeah, I got baptized with my sister Mia, which was cool. And then, um, through high school, the Lord was just very providential in giving me a group of friends that helped me just stay on the right path. I went to a public school, Mm -hmm. but I had this really close group of four friends who just, um, poured into my life and we were on the same journey, which was really cool. And so anything that they were learning, I was learning too. And we were praying together constantly and going to different Bible studies together. Um, but I, I think that I came to a point in those relationships where I was dependent on them, not on God. Mm. I was dependent on their walk, and I didn't necessarily know what my own looked like. I just knew that. I I think I was just afraid of what would happen when I went to college, um, and they all left also because we were so dependent on each other for that part of our lives. Mm. Um, And then fast forward, I went to another public, not private college, um, and it was a very secular place. Um, and I kind of found my, my niche there, um, kind of in ministry with my softball team. It was cool to, to not have people to lean on. So all of a sudden my faith was mine. Um, and I had to figure out what that was. And so I was reading all the time, um, going to church with my family still. And then I got to start inviting my friends to church. Um, 
And that's kind of where I just found out who I am apart from other people in my walk. Um, and the Lord did a lot through me in that time. Should we put it on pause and hear from Zach? So were you born in a Christian home? Um, that's, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so my, my parents believed in God, and they had relationships with the Lord, but their, their walk was just a little wonky. Okay. I, like I would say like, um, so my dad was in Bible college and he got my mom pregnant. And so then, um, so then they got married and then they had my older brother and then, um, my dad started using drugs. Well, he was using drugs before, mm. but then he like got clean in Bible college. My dad's a good guy and I really love my dad, but like, you know, he did some dumb things. Sure. So cool. it's all good. So, so then they had me, um, so, so they were from Southern California Mm -hmm. and then, um, got in trouble, not really got in trouble, but was just using drugs and it was like a hard time for, um, my mom and my dad. And so they moved up to Oregon to separate from, um, like the family that they were doing stuff with and Mm -hmm. just like the drugs and stuff. Clean break. Yeah. Clean slate. And then, so they had me and then, um, they got homesick and they went back to California and they popped out two more. <laughs> and so then, um, at this time, my dad was still in Oregon or no. And then my dad went back to Oregon and my mom was in California with the four kids. Okay. And so my dad was up here getting clean and then they decided to work it out. And so we went back up to Oregon. So had you been going to church kind of in your younger years? Um, not that I remember, like maybe not consistently. No, not con- not con- if I was, it was not consistent. I uh, so I always remember going to like Bible camps mm-hmm. and over the summer. Yeah, and like we had like a winter one. It was called Wilderness Trails. I started going when I was like six years old, mm. and um, that was always like I always felt like I had a relationship with the Lord, and my parents would always pray with me. Like, yeah, I wouldn't go to church all the time, but, like, they would tell me about Jesus. And, like, I remember, like, I was maybe, like, five years old and I had to get a tooth pulled, and my parents were praying with me. And mm. that was, those are just, like, some things I remember. Yeah. Um, so I'd go to, like, these church groups, and we'd be in the Word, and I just remember just, like, this is awesome, you know? Like, and so then I'd come home from those and just be, like, on fire. Sure. And just be like, Mom, 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 did you know that Jesus died for us? And, like, all these stuff, and then... um so I'll do that, and then, I mean, being a kid, it wasn't consistent, so it just kind of, like, died down a little bit. And then my parents got a divorce when I was in fourth grade because my dad did some dumb things. So then um, so then my dad went to U-Turn for Christ okay. to, get, um, to get clean and to change his life. And so then we started going consistently because my dad was living at the church. Okay. And so my mom and dad got remarried, and my dad was a overseer at U-Turn for Christ, and so we were really consistent, and we were staying. Like, the boys, we were allowed to stay, like, with my dad and stuff, so church was, like, a huge part of our lives at this point. And then... Um, How old are you now? I was sixth grade. Okay. Maybe seventh. Somewhere around there. Sure. <clears throat> and then... Yeah, super solid, super consistent. And then same thing, 
my parents got another divorce. And so then it was less consistent, but my dad was going in and out of U-turn as like a leader. So again, like it'd be really consistent for some months and then some months it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But like this whole time, like I knew that I had a relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Then it didn't really matter to me that it wasn't consistent. Like it was just kind of like normal. Like, sure. like I never knew what consistency was. Right. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. And in the middle of this, I got baptized when I was like thirteen. What happens to you when you uh, get into junior high, high school? Yeah. So out, got, of, out of out of U turn. Yeah. So, um, I definitely did not go down the right path when I got into high school. Um, Bad group of friends. Uh, yeah, kind of just trying to be like someone I'm not sure. Just trying to be too cool for school and like, you know, give off this persona. Like I'm super cool, Yeah, but no, it was dumb. I was like smoking weed and drinking and staying up late and you know, yeah. This was also the time when your parents got divorced again. Like you were going through that again. Mm. My sophomore year in high school. Yeah. And that's when it got like really bad. Freshman year I was, I was a decent kid, Mm. but I was always a decent kid, but I was doing dumb things. <laughs> so, yeah, I was doing that. And then, um, yeah, still at the same time, I, like, just felt the Lord pulling on my heart um, throughout high school. No matter what I was doing, I'd always kind of have that in the back of my mind. Like, I never really lost that relationship. I wasn't focused on it. Like, I probably rarely went to church in high school, but um, I still kind of, like, held on to did you have any sort of like spiritual mentors or people to look up to? Anybody no. discipling you? Yeah. No. Yeah. Would you say Emily? No. So Emily's my cousin. <laughs> okay. And my cousin Emily is also Taylor's best friend. Okay. And in high school, she would try to invite me to church and she would text me all the time, hey, come to church with us this weekend. Mm. And I would say no every time. So I would not say she was. Despite her efforts. Yeah. I mean, I would look okay. at her. I would always look at her like, Sometimes I thought she was too good for me because I was like, she's super solid. Like, she's like probably the best Christian I know, which mm-hmm. obviously that's never true. Mm. But like, just being a kid, you know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, she's too like Christian for me. Like, you know, she probably looks, looks at me like I'm an idiot. But my dad kind of, but my dad was also doing dumb things. So it was never like, uh, I never felt like it was like a super legit kind of like spiritual leader. How did how was it that you guys actually met? How long have you known each other? That cousin Emily that kind of tried to pour into his life a little <laughs> bit uh, was one of my best friends, and actually, like I would say, my very very best friend that I had met in high school. <clears throat> and right when COVID hit, she invite. So she, this was her senior year of college, going to the same college as me. Um, we were both playing sports. She graduated early. So her senior year, my junior year, technically. Um, COVID hit and everything shut down. So both of our sports got canceled for the rest of the year. We didn't know what was going to happen with school. We couldn't go anywhere. So she invited me to her grandparents' beach house, which was about an hour away from where we lived on the coast of Oregon. And so me, her, and then another one of our friends from high school, we just like drove to the beach. Well, while we were there, Emily's sister... So Zach's other cousin joined us for her birthday. And then, so we were all there for like five days. I was there for five days. Her sister came. And then since she decided to come for her birthday, all of their cousins, insert Zach, decided they were going to come to the beach and surprise her. 
But I feel like the story goes a little bit before that, and you can talk about that. I don't know what you're talking about. So Emily, <laughs> Emily was like hanging out with me. We were best friends; like we were together all the time, and <clears throat> was like sending picture, like Snapchat pictures of me, just like playing with her niece to Zach, or posting them on her story or something. Yeah, those are those were getting sent to me because a couple months prior, me and Emily's like our relationship kicked off again. We were starting to talk every day. Which started to spark his relationship with the Lord, would you say? Yeah, in the same time. So Zach was kind of turning a whole new leaf in his life and decided to tell Emily that he thought that I was good looking. Was fire. (laughs) (laughs) So like, so backtrack a couple months, I was in a, still like in a, pretty bad spot in my life as far as like my faith and my relationship with the Lord. And a couple months before this, um, I just got to a point where I was like, like this, my life isn't going anywhere. Like rock bottom kind of. I mean, not rock bottom, but could have gone further, but not in a great place. Yeah. Like I just felt like the Lord was calling me to do more and like where I was heading was not in the right spot. So then, um, I was roofing. And so, I just like started playing Christian music in like the in our car rides with the with the roofing crew, mm-hmm. and then I would talk to uh, the guys I work with about Jesus, kind of, and that started just sparking up like the old feelings that I used to have, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I was just kind of on fire for the Lord at at this point. So timing was was pretty good. Yeah. So he ends this. Well, this other relationship ended. And then Emily starts sending him like pictures of me, not on purpose, like not for any sure. reason or anything. And he just like said he was interested. I said, your friend's fire. <laughs> <laughs> so then he ends up at this beach house that I'm at for his cousin's birthday Yeah. Um, with his whole family. Like I had met pretty much everyone but him and a couple of his brothers because I was om- like basically a part of the family. And it was just so the Lord's providence that we hadn't met yet, clearly, because we were on two separate baths. Sure. And so... Had you met uh, like a year prior? N- yeah. Not yeah. a chance. Right. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't have a chance. Yeah. But yeah. it's crazy because we talk about like different events that we were both at at different times. Like I left early and he came late or something like that because I was like part of her family, like... I went to all the events. I think at one point I went to his house to pick up his brother and he just didn't come outside. Like we would have met had Zach just like come outside and said hi. Yeah. While she was in high school, she was staying at Emily's pretty much all the time. And my dad was living over there Mm. because her Emily's stepdad stepdad is my dad's twin brother. My goodness. So when his dad was not with his mom, he'd be living with the house that I was basically sleeping at all the time. I'm going to have to like make a chart or a graph or something for yeah, the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're bouncing yeah, back. No, no, no. I'm tracking. Yeah. So, so you guys, the, the, the point is you guys had uh, nearly crossed paths quite a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot. And it was like the Lord just being like, no, not yet. Yeah. Like Super Bowls. Had he, had he come out to you early and said you were a fire, it wouldn't have gone well. <laughs> right? No, she would just would have laughed. Yeah, but he was in this other relationship, right? Uh, like yeah. he didn't have eyes for me. Like sure. he... Timing is everything here. And I almost, sorry, I, di- I almost didn't go to the beach house. I was afraid yeah. because for two weeks. He'd been flirting with me, kind of. I've been of. flirting with her through my cousin. Got it. 
who's also at the beach house. And I, and I had never talked to her, but I've hyped her up with compliments through my cousin, but I've never spoken to her. So when they asked if we were going to the beach, yeah. I almost said no because could have gotten awkward. Because I don't want to get, I don't want to go it talk. It was to her. a little awkward. It was, it was still awkward. <laughs> so, it was, so good thing I went, but I almost didn't go. And again, that was just like the Lord being like, nope, you got to go. Yeah. Suck it up. Yeah. If I didn't have Eli, I wouldn't have gone. His brother. Mm. No. So then we just hit it off. And again, I like knew that he was attracted. And I thought he was attractive too. Sure. But we just kind of ha- started hanging out for a little bit as friends, just like the three of us. So Emily, me, and him. And Emily and I ended up like living together during the whole COVID time. So um, at her brother's house. So Zach just was over all the time. And then he finally asked me out, told me I was going out with him. Yeah, I I told her out. Told her out. (laughs) I I told her out. (laughs) This is what's happening. So we became like a little trio in like a very short amount of time. Which was very good for accountability. Sure. (laughs) Yes. Yes, very good. So yeah, we just became a trio and we were talking all the time. And then I said, hey, when are you going on a date with me? She said, what do you mean? I said, Friday. Because I, I was out of town for work, and so I got back on Friday. And then we got engaged nine months later and married nine months after that. So this is, yeah. uh, COVID hits March of 2020, which <laughs> seems like alternatively super long ago and also like yesterday. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. I don't know if it, the experience is like that for mm-hmm. you guys. So school shuts down. You don't know what's going on. Do you go to the beach house? Is this like May or something? Summer oh, this is March. It's in, in it's March. March. Like literally March. like the day that everybody was like, can't go anywhere. Right. Yeah, we're out of here. it was like when COVID was a joke. Sure, like what are they talking about? It's no big this, deal. This ain't no. It's not going to shut the world down. Yeah, yeah. So you end up at the beach house. You meet, you sort of grow in in relationship, getting to know each other through your cousin, uh, and and then eventually start dating. And then you get engaged nine months later. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you get married nine months after that. So nine months after that, we were together for a year and a half before we got married. And this is all still in Oregon. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so then you move to Arizona. Yes. How yes. long after you had gotten married did you move to Arizona? One month. One month. Yeah. See, I've been a lot. There's been a lot going on since <laughs> March of 2020 for you guys. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. It's been busy, but it's been really fun. Mm-hmm. How are you settling in? I've, I think I've been settling pretty good. Arizona's a lot different than Oregon. Yeah. So good in some ways, bad in others. Yeah. Yeah, mostly just like missing family. It's yeah. been pretty tough. I get that. Um, but I am married, so like she's my kind of first family, I guess, in that way. Sure. So that's been helpful. But yeah, Arizona's been fun. Definitely had our things of or our conversations of like, are we going to raise kids here or are we going to go back to Oregon and mm-hmm. just trying to figure stuff out? But yeah, it's just been a crazy year in general. So. We're still settling in. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, yeah, I get it. That doesn't happen quickly. No. You can't microwave it. How how long actually have you been here now? So we got married July twenty third. The next day, my parents moved to Arizona. Okay. So they're crazy. We were on our honeymoon, <laughs> and then we stayed for a month in Oregon because his older brother was getting married. Mm. Um, and then right after their wedding, we moved down here. And we've been living with my parents ever since. <laughs> so Ooh. settling in in some way, I guess. We're waiting for uh, the housing market to drop. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy out there right now. Yeah. yeah. But I would say um, 
I would say I love it here and I feel like I've settled in a little bit. It's harder for Zach because his whole family is in Oregon and also he has one nephew who's about to turn one and then both of his brothers are pregnant. Um, so that's hard for him, but my yeah. family's here, so it's a little bit nicer. But I will say, like, Trinity has helped in all of this so much. And mm. we're really grateful for our family here, like our church family here, yeah. and the community that we've just become. I don't know. Yeah, this is like Trinity is like the one, one of the main pieces that make me feel connected here. Like she said, like her parents live here, her only sister lives here. We live with them. So, I mean, yeah, she's, you know, she's connected like family all the time. And then I have like FaceTimes every once in a while. So like Trinity is like the one thing that like I can go to and it's like my family, I guess. Yeah. And Trinity's like the number one thing that when we talk about raising kids, mm. we're like, it'd be nice if they were around all their cousins in Oregon and the rest of my extended family in Oregon, but we would love to raise them at this church. So mm. it's hard. But well, we have a lot of time to. Process. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no rush. I've been really encouraged by you guys and your faithful presence. A young married couple who loves the church, especially for you, Taylor, having grown up in the church. Uh, there are stories sometimes that you hear from folks who are like, "Yeah, I grew up in the church. I didn't like it. Mm. I'm out." Mm. And especially recently, right, the deconstruction stories of people rejecting it. But you have a, a history of. You know, your grandpa's in ministry, your dad's involved in ministry sometimes. And so this is um, really encouraging for me to hear somebody who still generationally loves the church mm-hmm. and, and has moved here. And as soon as you got here, plugged in, tried to find a church, and you guys have both been active and serving and present and in it, in it to win it. We love it. Yeah. Yeah, that was like our main thing when we got married was find a church and get connected. Yeah. And just like, just run with it. Cause yeah. And we're really lucky that we didn't have to find a church. Mia found it for us. Right. <laughs> we didn't have to go church hunting. So, like, we always talked about having to find a church, and then it was a whole thing of, like, I'd watch, like, videos on YouTube of, like, different pastors from different churches and be like, oh, I kind of like this and I kind of like that. But it would have just been, like, a whole world of, like, having to find a church. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, stressful, I guess. I thought it was yeah, stressful. It's definitely stressful. Yeah. 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 So. We're fortunate. It was nice to... Already have a landing spot. Yeah. Well, we're blessed to have you guys. Mm. One of the things that I've been asking people is like, especially older folks, what would you tell yourself if you could go back in time 10 years? What would you tell yourself? I don't know if you guys have the the distance to be able to do that. Well, don't smoke weed. (laughs) (laughs) For starters. Yeah. You wanted to put that in there? Yeah, I think that's great advice. That's a pretty, uh, I mean, nowadays that's a pretty common thing, and like a lot of kids are getting exposed to that. I think you're right. So, and it's becoming less abnormal. So like just people, yeah, people just smoke because it's like the normal thing to do now. Sure, and it's 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 legal. It's not as uh, uh, there's not as much stigma around it as there used to be. Uh, Somebody walked in uh, off this church off the street and wanted to just talk to somebody, maybe three weeks ago, and uh, was. Uh, sort of explaining his his lot in life right now and how he's living on the streets and sort of how he's gotten in, into drugs and stuff. And so I just wanted to hear his story. How did you how did you end up where you're at? And he said, "Well, I I tried weed when I was like in second grade. My older brother gave it to me. So and with the level of the dispensaries and stuff, right, are, are given the edibles and they're all very strong. And you keep hearing stories about people uh, taking these and then." like getting into psychotic episodes and stuff like 
it's 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 so much stronger and more dangerous even than it has been before and yet still prevalent and more accepted than it's been before so i think it's it's a very good warning yeah yeah i think i would tell myself 10 years ago um that you're a sinner and everybody knows it so quit trying to hide it okay that's what i'd tell myself yeah. i think lately i've been telling i think i would talk to steven about this actually and um Mia took our growing up really difficult because, and I think that she's okay with me saying this because our family was really well known in the area as like a Christian family. Sure. And so my parents like went to the same high school that we went to and went to, and, and yeah, there was just this expectation, right? That nobody else put on us except for us, sure. but Mia didn't handle it well because she just felt the pressure of it. Mm. Whereas I just faked it. Mm. <laughs> So I just pretended like I was this like, I not perfect, but like had it all together. Yeah, like yeah. goody two shoot, like, and and I didn't, mm. and it was a total facade. Mm. And going to college, having this because nobody really knew. Some people knew my parents in college, and then my dad ended up coaching after I got there on my team, mm. but they didn't know at the time, and I was able to like let people into this space of like. I am a Christian and I do love Jesus and I try my best to obey him, but I'm a sinner just as you. And, and all of a sudden that was the way to get my friends to come to church with me was to tell them that it's a place for sinners. Mm. And so I was able to like actually be myself and, and I feel like that's almost a, obviously repentance is such a big part of our salvation and it's not the whole part, but I, I was able to finally like, recognize my sin for what it was rather than just push it away sure. and pretend like that was repentance. Mm. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. As I, it, I don't, yeah. I mean, growing up in, and, uh, in the church and sort of having this facade, you almost, it's almost like I don't need grace mm -hmm. right? a little bit. Yeah. Cause you don't, yeah. Cause you just know it all. Like you, you don't experience it in this like super deep way of like, I just walked out of this crazy thing that the whole world knew about right. everyone in my world and which is ultimately it's ridiculous because everybody needs grace. Yeah. 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 And, and the earlier you can come to terms with that, the better. Yeah. Yeah. And lately, holy cow, that's <laughs> just like, I, I feel like right now I'm more dependent on God's grace than I ever have been. Yeah. And I just wish that I would have realized that earlier. Like, I wish that I would have realized that my parents are sinners mm -hmm. and my grandparents are sinners mm -hmm. and I'm a sinner and everybody already knows that. So like, why am I trying to pretend like I'm not? So I think that's what I would tell myself is that it's okay to, yeah, it, it would, it's better to be yourself as a sinner and repent and ask people to help you yeah. than to pretend like there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Like, that's great. Thanks. What's the Lord been teaching you uh, as a new married couple in a brand new space, trying to, trying to get some roots underneath you, get your legs under you. What's the Lord been teaching you recently? I think that for me so that same best friend emily who's zach's cousin um she is pretty deeply living in sin right now she is in a relationship with a girl so for me i immediately started doing all this research and reading all these books and digging into my bible because i am heavily convicted um, well, I'm heavily like set in my convictions in that area, and I just needed to know why, sure. <laughs> so that I was prepared, mm -hmm. um, but also so that 
not that I could understand, but that I could, I don't know, I, so that I could get to come to terms with kind of what's going on sure. and not and just be upset about it. Maybe have a, uh, an ability to meet her where she's at mm-hmm. so you can actually have a conversation mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Yeah. And in the process of trying to like, I don't think I, I don't think I was trying to get to this place where I could fix her mm-hmm. or and Steven, Steven said, like, you're not her savior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quit trying to be her savior. And I, I don't know if I set out with that intention, um, but I, I thought that I would be in this place where I could say the perfect thing at the perfect time and it would flip a switch of some sort. Mm-hmm. And what I got instead was, I, while reading these things about her sin, I think more of my sin was exposed. Mm. So, like pride and just all, I mean, all kinds of sins that I wasn't necessarily even aware of. The Lord was just like, like I was reading these things and I was like, what is the idol of my heart? Cause mm. right now this other girl is the idol of her heart. And, but, but I read this not like, oh my gosh, I'm so upset that she has this idol and she's loving it and putting her identity in it above God. But like, I've done that. Mm. And I I haven't even realized it. So what are my heart's idols? Cause I anyways, and so that's just been my journey. And and I get like like I was saying, I think that that's made me more than ever dependent on like recognize my dependence on God's grace. Yeah. And recog- and just appreciate him for loving me through the things that I didn't even recognize as sin. And now they're being exposed to me. And it's been just the most terrifying thing. Mm-hmm. But also the most beautiful thing, because I just appreciate what Jesus did so much more mm. and the way that my Heavenly Father can love me through really ugly things that yeah. I, yeah. It's like a, a plank and speck moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Not not to say that you shouldn't try to help her get the speck out of her eye. Yeah. But also there's, there's work to be done at home as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what was, yeah. That's what, so now that's what I'm working through and learning mm. and it like flipped on me. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that, but I'm really thankful. Hmm. My turn. Sure. <laughs> um, I'd say trust in the Lord's process and how he works things out. Okay. Just like leaning into his plans. So I think the main thing right now is just like, yeah, just being like. Trusting that Jesus is at the wheel. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to wake up do my thing. Yeah. Like just know that the Lord is at work. Like it's all in Jesus' hands and so I'm just it's going to be a faithful man, faithful husband, yeah. faithful son, one foot in front of the other. Yeah, and yeah. then we'll just we'll see where it goes. It's obviously going in in a good direction. It's been uphill f- for a long time, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's that's the main thing. I dig it. Guys, thanks so much for your time appreciate you sitting down and sharing that with us. I hope this is an encouragement to folks, uh, particularly maybe even younger people who are um, still considering uh, marriage and dating, trusting in God's providence. Yeah, I love the way that your your life is, has turned around, uh, Zach, and the way that you've met Taylor and the way that you guys have met and come here and you're growing together. I'm encouraged by you guys. Thanks again for your time. Of course. Thank you. Peace out. (laughs) Don't put that in there. No, we could totally put that in there.